0: Welcome to the Gathering Church Podcast. We are so glad you're joining us today. For more info about the gathering, you can check out thegathering.online. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Thank you, Pastor Matt, and uh, thank you for that encouraging word to keep knocking and seeking. You know, sometimes we don't realize that, that we can get discouraged about things we pray for. I have a daughter who's down syndrome, who's 21 years, and I've been praying for 21 years. And sometimes it gets hard to keep on knocking, keep on seeking, keep on believing. But that word's an encouragement. You just got to keep on doing it because God's the God. He's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God that heals, and he promises his healing. It's either here or there. But for, you know, for 21 years, you can get discouraged if you don't have an answered prayer, can't you? Yeah. You have one of those. Anybody be 21 years? <laughs> you probably Dan, Some of you. Yeah. Bakers. Yeah. And so, but I just uh, thanks for that encouraging word. I just want to start off with something that's uh, kind of funny. Pastor Matt was talking last uh, week about the gathering is not a mistake. When uh, Pastor Matt was seven years old, I don't think you were living in Columbus when you were seven. Shanna was six, and uh, I got this plaque. And this plaque said, "On behalf of the District Council of Assembly God, uh, District uh, Superintendent Robert Crafter conveys heartfelt appreciation to Reverend Dennis Griffin for the successful coordination of his largest single event in this district's history. It was seven thousand people running the gathering." What? Nineteen ninety-eight. So when Pastor Matt came to me and said, I think we're gonna name the church, The Gathering. I go, I think I've heard that before. Can you, God is so, you know, in 1998 when he was seven, okay, God was already trying to confirm to me that I was supposed to be here. And, And he did it when I walked into my office and I saw this plaque, I go, oh yeah, The Gathering. I'm supposed to be part of The Gathering. And today I get to teach a little bit at the gathering. So I appreciate that, Pastor Matt. So some of you don't take notes, but I do. So I was going to give you the last uh, four sermons that Pastor Matt preached real quickly, okay? (laughs) First of all, he said we're back to basics, okay? And back to basics, he said we need to get in God's Word. His three points that day were God's Word gives us strength. God's Word gives us wisdom. God's Word gives us training. And so when he's sitting there preaching, I'm always letting the Holy Spirit teach me too. And uh, it's our spiritual food. God's word is our spiritual food. And we don't want to eat just one day uh, a week. You want to eat all the time, most of us, but anyway, (laughs) but spiritually we need to eat too. Job said at this, I desire your word more than my necessary food. So God's word is not only uh, something that's uh, important to us, But it's also our weapon, because we put on the full armor of God, right? And then when we put on the full armor of God, what's at the end say? It says, and take the the sword of the Spirit, (laughs) which is the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. Thanks, Caleb, for this. (laughs) (laughs) So it's important that you have God's Word, because how did Jesus beat the devil? It is written three times. If you don't have God's word hit in your heart when he comes, you're not going to be ready to beat him. So it's important that you have the word of God in your life. But the word of God is important not only for that, because it's the word of God is our communication. It's God's love letter to us. And so then he next, he went on to fasting. And this represents fasting. It's a bag of groceries. <laughs> You say, well, why would you use a bag of groceries? I explain it. Fasting prepares us for the future tests, trials, and temptations. So we want to fast, and there's a reason for it. Fast proactively and not reactively. These were his three points. And fasting can bring victory to places of former defeat. Okay, Many of you may may know what, but the fasting chapter in the Bible is Isaiah 58. Okay, and I'm going to read that from that, and you'll understand why that's a bag of groceries. Is this not the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to deal bread to the hungry? In other words, when you're fasting, you get in God's word, you don't spend money on your lunch or your supper. You're supposed to take that money, buy food, and give to the poor. Okay, so that's why that represents that. And that you bring to the poor, and that they are and and they are not cast out of the house. And when thou seest the naked, don't, uh, thou shalt cover them, and thou shalt not hide thyself from thy own family or flesh. Then shall thy light break forth in the morning and thy health shall spring forth speedily. Do you know what fasting has to do with health? Mm -hmm. It says your light will break forth in the morning. In other words, things that weren't clear to you will become clear to you. And your health can spring forth speedily. And the righteousness shall go before thee, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then shall you call, and the Lord will answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, here am I. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, and putting forth of the finger, and speaking vanity, and if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul and shall thy light rise in obscurity and darkness be in the noonday and the Lord shall guide thee continually. You want to be guided by the Lord continually? You know, fast sometimes and just seek him and uh, do read Isaiah 58 and you'll see uh, what it says there. All right. The next uh, topic that, his third message was uh, on prayer. Prayer starts from your heart. Prayer starts with opening our mouths. Remember that? Prayer focuses on God, who God is. Uh, and then prayer, last week, prayer seeking, prayer is seeking what God wants, not what we want. Prayer is a daily conversation, not a weekly check-in. Praying is for, forgi- for forgiveness is praying for freedom. And so what the Lord spoke to me that day was, you know, some of us, we, we can forgive others. Um, but some of you may have this, and may, maybe it's not, but I feel it's just for somebody. Sometimes you have to forgive, you have to forgive yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, it's easy to always think forgiveness is out this way. But maybe you've made mistakes and you need to forgive yourself. And then sometimes we blame God for some things. And so sometimes we just have to say, God, I forgive you because I have blamed you for this circumstance in my life. Uh, and so we, either, we need to forgive ourselves and we need to forgive God of anything, but we need to forgive others also. And so it's important that those things happen in your life. And then uh, for the message today, uh, I'm just going to talk about uh, quit hiding quit hiding and so let's look at genesis father i just thank you for your word today and i just pray that you would just uh bless it and minister to people so in genesis 3 it says the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field on the lord had made and he said unto the woman yea hath god said you shall not eat of the tree of the garden and the woman said unto the serpent We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. For God doth know in the day that you eat thereof, your eyes will be open, and you shall be like God's knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired, and make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And gave it also to her husband, who did eat with her. And the eyes of them were both open, and they knew they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto you, Where art thou? they said, I heard the voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. When I was reading this verse, uh, I thought the word was saying, there's some of you even though you've given your heart to the Lord you feel like you're still hiding from him. You're hiding from his presence. That you have uh, things in your past and you feel, you're not naked, but you feel the things in your past. The enemy is the accuser, of their brethren. And the uh, your en- the enemy is accusing you of things in your past, and because of that, you don't walk in the garden with your father the way you should. You say, well, what could that be? It could be a divorce, could be an abortion, could be addictions, could be uh, something you did. Uh, uh, whatever it was, but the enemy continually bombards you with that, and you can't become who God wants you to be because you're continually afraid to walk with Him. You're continually hiding from His presence. You're continually not allowing him to minister to you and so it's important that uh, today if that's you that I just want to pray for you right now that you would not allow the enemy to hinder what God wants to do because God wants to minister to you and he wants to bring you out and quit hiding and he also wants to bring the church out and we'll explain that later from hiding you and I sometimes we hide our Christianity And God is saying today, it's time to come out and be bold and be who I created you to be. And so for those, Father, who are here today and they struggle because the enemy bombards them with mistakes they've made in the past, I just pray that today would be a start of a new day for them. We break and we bind the power of the enemy from hindering what you want to do in their lives. And Father, we just thank you that you will set them free. And then when they hear your voice, they won't hide. When they hear your voice, they will come running. When they hear your voice, they will walk with you. And they will take instruction, love, comfort, forgiveness, whatever they need. Because in your presence is the fullness of joy. And at your right hand, pleasures forevermore. We thank you for that. Help each one of us to walk with you each day. And that's really what I want to talk about today is God, through the different basics that we talked about, the word, fasting, prayer, God's desire for you and his purpose for you, is fellowship. Jesus came and died so you could have a relationship with him. And so what happened was Adam looked like this when God created him. In other words, he had a heart like God. OK, so he, we talked about this the last time I was here. We have a heart like God. But when he and his wife did not listen, okay, and they were disobedient, through one man's disobedience, so where the first Adam failed, the second Adam, Jesus, did not. But for the first Adam, he failed, and so what did he do? They they partook and were disobedient, and they brought darkness into the world. From that moment on, everybody's heart is dark. You say, even the disciples? Yes. Till Jesus came out of the grave, everybody's heart was dark. And so what would happen is the, the Holy Spirit would come upon people, but not in people. So who did the Holy Spirit anoint in the Old Testament? He anointed prophets, priests, and kings. Okay, And that anointing was done with oil. So he would anoint them, represents the Holy Spirit in their lives. But the Holy Spirit... Shannon didn't draw this, I had to get a copy of it. But anyway, the Holy Spirit came and he was not in them, he was upon them. So in other words, at the moment that God wanted them to be anointed to do something, like David throw a stone and hit the giant, the Holy Spirit helped them. Okay, when Moses struck the water, the Holy Spirit was there to part the waters. But the Holy Spirit was not in them they were operating a dark heart with the Spirit of God upon them. So that was the Old Testament. That's why many of the people failed. Why did David go after Bathsheba? Because he still had a dark heart. Okay. Why did some of the Samson fail? Because he still had a dark heart. So what happened was that Jesus came and why is Jesus coming? Jesus is coming because God prophesied that someday... In Ezekiel 36, he says, I'm going to give you a new heart. I'm going to put a new heart inside you. And then in Jeremiah, it talks about, in Jeremiah 31, I think 33, it talks about the fact that he was going to write his laws on your heart. Not this heart. He's going to give us a new heart. Jesus came and told Nicodemus, Nicodemus you must be born again you must be born again your spirit must be renewed and Jesus the first or the second Adam went to the cross and by obedience by obedience he died for us he died for our dark heart now if you don't realize it Jesus said to the father father Why have you what? Forsaken me. Because God could not be one with Jesus when that happened. But when Jesus was on the earth, what happened when he got water baptized? He was born, was he born of a virgin? So he was born of the spirit. So Jesus, when he was on the earth, looked like this. When he got water baptized, the Holy Spirit came down. And this is what he looks like. A born-again person or a spirit-filled person looks just like God here and has the helper the Holy Spirit with him where I'm going at today is after Jesus was raised from the dead it says if we believe that he was raised from the dead and confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts we shall be what born again we then have a new heart We look just like God. He put himself inside of us. This is where we were last time. And the Lord says, well, you need to give him a better picture. Because then he made an implant. And he put the Holy Spirit inside of us. So that we could live with the helper with us. 24-7. I don't know about you, but sometimes in the morning when I get up and I look in the mirror, I don't see myself this way. I see Dennis Griffin, you know, all my faults, now my wrinkles, my gray hair that I color. And I wonder if I don't need to go three weeks or four weeks because it's getting great, you know. These it are problems that we have as we get older. So I'm just saying, it just I don't see Son of God anointed by the Holy Spirit. But Jesus was the Son of God, anointed by the Holy Spirit. Died and rose again so that we could become sons and daughters of God, anointed by the Holy Spirit. Do you know the word Christ means Messiah, or anointed one, or chosen one? In fact, today, God may have gone and bought the chosen oil to anoint people because we're the chosen so you have a name tag on and the reason you have a name tag on is because I wanted people to be able to read your name but to realize and I want you to realize who you really are I am Dennis and you could say in Antioch they were called little Christ because they were like Christ And people are saying, but what does that mean? What does Christ mean? It means the anointed one. Now, Jesus is like the Ohio State, you know? Jesus is the anointed one, okay? You and I are anointed ones, but we're not the anointed one. He's the anointed one. Jesus is the chosen one. He is the Messiah. Messiah. But he said, I have died and rose again so that you can have fellowship with Father. You can walk in the garden with him. You don't have to hide anymore. doesn't matter what you did in the past. You don't have to be afraid of him. You don't have to hide. He's here to walk with you. He wants fellowship, a relationship which takes communication. (coughs) Communication is always a two-way street. He's given us the Holy Spirit. To help us in our daily walk so it's important that we recognize that this is what we look like so when the devil saw Jesus what did he see he saw God and the Holy Spirit helping what's the devil see when you get up same thing you are a child and daughter of God It doesn't matter how you feel It matters who he made you to be. Why do I say we got to quit hiding? Because we don't see ourselves this way and therefore we don't act like that. Mm -hmm. Now what does the anointed do? Well, we're (coughs) called to be anointed. We're the anointed ones. But at the same time, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to do like Jesus did. Jesus picked the book up in the temple one day and he, he turned to the scrolls which was on Isaiah but I'm reading out of uh, Luke 4.18 and he said this the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised To preach the acceptable, you're the Lord. And he sat down. Now I'm here to tell you, that's your anointing. It's the same Holy Spirit that anointed Jesus to do those things. Lives and abides in you. You have that same ability. Now you say, well do I do that every day? Well, you never will do it if you don't expect to do it. You'll never walk in that anointing if you don't believe that God's given that anointing to you. So when God begins to walk in the garden with you and say, pray for that person or uh, minister to this person or, you know, uh, whatever uh, instructions he gives, you won't even hear him because you think it's Pastor Matt's job to do that. No. We're all anointed. Every person that comes to know Jesus Christ is anointed and has a ministry to be able to set people who are in darkness free. And believe me, the world's getting darker. Okay? And it needs a church and and believers, sons and daughters of God, to come and set people free. Right. Okay? And so that's us. And we need to come out and be bold enough to say, Lord, use me in the morning. Remember last time I said, say, good morning, Lord. Now we need to say, good morning, Lord. I am the anointed one that you called. I'm the chosen one. How are you going to use me today? And be willing to walk in the garden with him 24-7 and just say, Lord, I'm here. I'm available. I won't be uh, bashful. I'll pray if you want me to pray. I'll do things that you want me to do. You know, there's anointings for everything. You won't believe this, but I haven't been anointed to shoot pool. <laughs> yeah, I was in a black bar in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I used to shoot pool a lot. I shot pool at all because I got saved. I thought I wasn't supposed to shoot pool anymore. But God says the pool table's not evil gambling that's what was not good you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so when you walk in our house and you see the pool table you can't say well look at Pastor Dennis what an evil guy he's got a pool table No, the pool table has nothing to do with it it was what I was doing on the pool table but he anointed me that day to beat the best guy in the in the bar and that guy <laughs> then came to the coffee house because of that I've been anointed in Argentina to play basketball so I was making three pointers and just uh, uh, the, the five guys that I was playing with, there was two of us against three, and I just didn't know they were, I couldn't speak Spanish, but I went down there and they let me play, and they could only speak a little English, and I couldn't speak zero Spanish other than Bonio. where's the bathroom? But anyway, so I'm there playing, and I just, I mean, I'm shooting better than I've ever shot before. I'm going, wow. And uh, they asked me if I was in the NBA. <laughs> I've been anointed to play poker before. You say, you're not supposed to be playing poker. Yeah, I went to my old friends in college, okay? And they were saying, let's play for old times' sake. And I go, I got saved. I don't play poker anymore. That was a real downer. They didn't want to listen to a word I said. They didn't care about Jesus at that point at all. And I said, well, Lord, I can't play. I'm saved. And the Lord says, you can play. I go, Lord, I can't play, don't you realize it? I'm saved. (laughs) The Lord says, play, just don't, just put all the money you win back in the pot. You know, if you're a gambler, that's the most important thing is the winnings. I always beat those guys even when I wasn't saved. (laughs) So, but I was anointed to beat them, and I beat them, and I beat them, and I had most of their money, and then at the end, I put it all back in the pot, and said, guys, You know, I don't need your money. I took what I started with. And they go, you can't do that. I go, yes, I can. I told you, I don't play cards anymore. I don't play for money anymore. They go, but you can't do that. Then they go, what happened to you? And I told them about Jesus. (laughs) So you don't know what God can anoint you to do. Our basement got flooded, and now we're painting. So in Nehemiah, it says, he gave people a mind to work. So I asked for the anointing for mine to work because my attention span for painting is zero. So I do real good the first five minutes. After that, I get sloppy. And then paint goes everywhere. And then I got more a mess than anything. And so I'm saying, Lord, I need the anointing to paint. He goes. I know, and you only want it temporary. That's right. I don't want to do this. For this is a one-time life experience. I'm going to paint the rooms in the basement, and then I'm done. I have no anointing for wallpaper. So when we got married, I told my wife, "There's a couple things I don't do. One is I don't do wall, or I don't do dusting. I'll do the floors. So I do floors, and I do bathrooms." I take care of the outside, but I don't like to dust. My mom used to make me dust all my trophies, come in there with a little white glove, and make sure they were, and so dust things out. I don't do dusting. After we did wallpaper a couple of times, uh, we did this one room, and it took more than a weekend. It took like multiple weekends to get it done. She looked at it, and she goes, I think it's too dark. I go, number two. I don't do wallpaper, and I never have. I kept my word. So, but uh, I never said that about painting, but I might after this week. So, but anyway, so I'm just saying we are anointed to do our jobs. You're called to a job. I guarantee you God through the Holy Spirit wants to anoint you, give you power, creativity, all kinds of thoughts to do that job. Okay. No matter what you're doing, God wants to anoint you. He wants to help you do whatever it is. Okay. Okay. And you can ask him, but sometimes we don't even ask. And that's my biggest mistake, I would say, in life. is not that I make, I, you know, I make mistakes, but the biggest thing I regret is that sometimes you know, I forget that God's with me. And I just live my whole day, and I'm frustrated, and I go, Lord, I never once acknowledged you today. I never once asked you for help in this problem I had. I never once walked with you the way you you ordained me to walk with you. I never once, you know, uh, praised you or worshipped you. I just was, you know, doing all the chores and all the things and all the, uh, my list. And yet at the same time, you weren't part of my day. Please forgive me. And then the next day I try and do better. So the thing is that God wants that, to walk with and if we're not careful, we'll let other things enter in, and we won't have that joy to walk with him. He wants you to relax. He's not <coughs> mad at you, okay? He's for you, not against you. He's not upset with you. He wants to spend time with you. He loves you. He wrote you a love letter, okay? He's given you different ways. He's given us the Holy Spirit, and he wants you to see yourself the way you really are. He wants you to see yourself the way He's created you to be now that you've accepted Him. And that is you're full of Him and you have the Holy Spirit to help you each and every day. Today, I want you to, we're going to close today, but I want you to get up, if you can stand up and if you can put um, Luke 4, 18, do we have that on on the screen? If if, If not, you can get it. But Let's stand and read that together, okay? because this is who you are, and I want you to see this as yourself, okay? And if it's not up there, that's fine. Or it is up there, okay. Yep. All right, let's read it together. The Spirit of the Lord is upon Amen. me. For He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the fact that Catholics will be released, that the blind will see, and that the oppressed will be set free. Amen. And John... 1 John 2.27, it says this. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. You have an anointing within you. You need not that any man teach you. It's nice that Pastor Matt and I can teach you and others can teach you, but the anointing is there and the Holy Spirit is with you. So if we're not in your life that day, guess what? You still have a teacher. You still have a counselor. You still have a comforter. You still have uh, all wisdom and all knowledge right there. He's with you, okay? But the same anointing teaches you of all things and is truth and there is no lie. Even as it is taught you, you shall abide in him. When we abide in him and we recognize that he's with us every day, he can teach us and guide us and direct us and that's what he wants to do. So instead of having an altar call, I want you to find five people And if they don't have a name tag on, you'll just have to ask what their name is. But I am Dennis Christ, the anointed one, the chosen one of God. So I want you to address people as, say, Hi, John, you're the anointed chosen one. Hi, Emma, you're the anointed chosen one of God. You see what I'm saying? Hi, Derek. You're the anointed chosen one of God. Yeah, I had to get your name. Thank you. She moved her hair so I could know her name. Isn't that his name? I should know everybody's name, but I don't. Hi, Kimberly. You're the anointed chosen one of God. Hi, Bob Calico. You're the anointed chosen one of God. Hi, James. You're the anointed chosen one of God. That's what I want you to do is greet five people, look at their name, and proclaim to them that they're the anointed chosen one of God. Is that the truth? That is the absolute truth. Do we believe it? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay, that's what we're working on. Okay? But I want you to see this picture in the morning when you get up. If you want to borrow these, you can. You can walk around with them. Walk, walk into your work, and they'll go, what are you doing? I go, well, I'm, the, I'm born of God, and I'm anointed by the Holy Spirit. What do you mean, what am I doing? That's who you are. Get up in the morning and see that you're God's creation. And he wants to walk with you today. And then invite him to walk with you. Don't hide from him. When you hear his voice, don't run, okay? Don't be ashamed. The God of creation wants to share with you, okay? And love you and care for you. He wants the best for you. And so that'll be our close. I'll just pray for you right now. Father, I thank you that you have called us by name. You have given us a new heart. You have written the laws of of your kingdom on our hearts. And then you have given us the Holy Spirit who will abide with us forever to help us in this life. We thank you for that. We give you praise. Thank you for listening to today's message. The Gathering is a place where you can belong to a church that loves you, believe in the God who is bigger than you, and become who God created you to be. For updates, service times, or ways to get involved, check out thegathering.online. And if you enjoyed listening today, consider rating it or sharing it with a friend. We love you. The best is yet to come.